Sorry I'm late. I was just catching up on the latest episode of Only Murderers in the Building. You're on time. Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Sorry I was almost late. Mm, I don't Is know. a good episode? Yeah, you didn't watch it yet this week? It just it came out today. What do you mean? You, you, that, you that late? Yeah, I'm really behind. <laughs> Way behind. I got other things going on. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's fun. Yeah, it's a good show. I'm excited to see what happens. I can't believe Sting is in this show. <laughs> I know it's really funny. <laughs> who do you who do you think is the is the murderer? You know what? Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, I can't give the show away. It's probably Selena Gomez, right? No. Maybe not. No, she she already killed somebody. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't I don't think she actually did. Hope not. Well, not not her character at least. I think I think Selena Gomez in real life is an actual murderer, but in the show, I don't think so. No, no. Well, if you're a murderer in real life, are you a murderer in the show too? <laughs> These are the existential questions exactly. that we are most interested in here on this on the podcast. We'll discuss that in our spoiler slot episode for the show. Exactly. <laughs> I recommend checking it out, though. It's been fun so far. Um, is this a spoiler slot for this episode? There is. Because um, we both saw the new Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. And the Legend, and the Legend of, the of the Ten, Ten Rings. Rings. Yeah, so that'll be fun. But we're not talking about that just yet. No, not yet. Hold on. I got to open up the document. And, and well, I, I got to put my cursor in the official cursor resting area. Of course. Oh. Oh, we have follow-up. Oh, good. Dugga, dugga, dugga. Yes. So this is follow-up on your desk. Yeah. So the last update that I had was that I was in this weird situation where I wasn't able to assemble the desk. I couldn't fi- I couldn't figure out what went wrong, where the screws went missing, but I couldn't put the desk together. So I ended up going to Lowe's and trying to, to match the screws, and I, I got help from an employee there who tried to help me match as close as possible, and I brought the screws with me. Based, He helped me match based on their thickness and based on the length that sounded like I needed. And so I got, I got pretty good matches, um, and... The one, the most important screw, this one screw that I had zero of, and I needed like twelve of them or something. He he points me to them, and the one I have, it's like two and a half inches, or the one the one I need is like two and a half inches, and they don't have two and a half inch screws there in length. And so he's looking at it, and he's like, "Well, there's these two inch screws, and there's these three inch screws. Hmm. Why don't you try?" Why don't you try the two-inch screws? I think this will get the job done. I'm like, okay, I'll just take this guy's advice. I bring the two-inch screws home. They don't work at all. Oh. They they are not long enough to get inside and get all the way inside the wood to to get wrenched in there. And so I have to go all the way back to Lowe's, <laughs> buy the, return those, and buy the three-inch screws. Yeah. And then the three-inch screws are so long that they're... They stick out? Yeah, they stick way out. They stick Ugh. way out. So I, I had to spend like it because I'm, I'm basically grind screwing them into wood. I'm creating a hole as right. I'm doing this because they're way too long. If it was two and a half inches, I would have had to screw a little bit, and it probably fits in pretty easily. But I have to screw 
pretty much a whole extra half inch, which is more than, more than you think. Right. Right. More difficult than you think. So I'm, there's 12 of these screws that are all sticking out a half inch. And I have to, I spent like probably, probably a couple hours in total screwing these things into the, into the desk, like in separate sessions. I would, I would just go at it for like 15 minutes or 20 minutes at a time just because it was so, I mean, it hurt, hurt my hands to do after a little bit. I was getting blisters. I had, I put a glove on at one point. <laughs> It's like, I, I can't do this. So, but eventually, eventually I got them all in there and it, even there's two of them that aren't fully in there, but they're close enough. And I was, it just wasn't screwing anymore. And it was at a distance where the screwdriver wasn't even really fitting. Like it was too close to the top of the desk. So the screwdriver wouldn't even fit in for me to screw anymore. Right. And I was like, all right, this is, this is good enough. But <laughs> yeah, that was, that was awful. I think I'm I think I'm done with Facebook Marketplace for things like this. <laughs> I don't know. Jerry Jerry's still out, but but I, I put the desk together. This is my first time recording at it. It's so nice. I don't have to work at my kitchen table anymore. The last year and a half, I've been working at the kitchen table every day, working from home. But I've got a separate office space. I've got my PC, my my laptop, and my work laptop all here. I'm loving it. I'm recording here. It's great. Wow, so you have one big desk with yep. like your gaming PC and your work laptop and your personal laptop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you got a lot going on. Yeah, and I'm thinking <laughs> about I'm thinking about buying a monitor for my work laptop just to have another screen to use. But I'm not sure how well that would fit. But it's worth trying out. Maybe how monitors aren't expensive, are they? I I don't I don't, I don't even so. I don't even care about getting a high quality one I really don't but I might have an extra that I could give you really yeah because Do you know how big it is I think all my monitors are twenty four inches okay Seems because reasonable. what happened is we got these monitors uh, for our office and then like six months later the pandemic happened and no one works in the office anymore. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So we just have extra monitors lying around. So and no one's using them. No one's touched them in over a year. I mean, eighteen months now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. And and I I think even the people they belong to just got new monitors for their new setup at their new office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what does yeah, it matter? Probably. And I, you know what? I actually think the monitors that we have at the office we got for free anyway because when we first moved into that office. Um, we had some really shitty monitors that were just like hand-me-downs or Craigslist or something. And then the unit of the office unit above us had a fridge and the water line to the fridge broke and flooded our office. No way. Yeah. And, and so it, there was just water pouring out of the ceiling. And it just ruined all, all the electronics that were in there. Our computers weren't in there, but all our monitors and everything. So the guy upstairs was like, well, look, I got a bunch of extra monitors. Just take some. <laughs> you know, so we're like, oh, great. You know, because he was like, I feel bad this happens. So just take some some monitors that we don't have to buy new ones. You know, well, that's nice. Yeah. So now we just have I, now we just have extras and no one's using them. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll bring one bring one on by and I'll check it out. See if it see if it'd be a good fit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, of, thinking about getting a new keyboard as well, but th- there's a lot on my mind. There's a lot to do. The keyboard I can't help you with. Uh, yeah, I don't have extra ones, and I don't know a lot about them. <laughs> yeah. 
I know people who just, are way into it. I'll probably it. just buy something really expensive in the, uh, like, rainbow light-up keyboard. That's what I want. <laughs> you should build your own keyboard. You should buy one of those kits where you build your own. Yeah, that's something I could do. Are you not, are you not into soldering <laughs> electronics <laughs> that, together? Is that, no, I don't think so. That's not my forte. Yeah, I think there are some keyboard kits that you buy, like, it, where literally part of it, it like, includes like soldering par- parts of like electronics together and assembling key switches and it gets, gets very involved those, yeah. those you know keyboard enthusiasts they're they're very busy in what they're doing oh yeah i mean yeah, there's whole like twitch channels where people just build keyboards on twitch <laughs> and they make and they make a <laughs> business really out weird. of it too because then what they'll do is people will be like well i want a keyboard but i don't know how to build one i'll pay my favorite keyboard twitcher I don't, think, I don't think that's what it's called, but I'll pay yeah, my favorite. That's, and, it. that's the term. Yeah, that's a, that's a technical term. I'll pay my favorite keyboard twitcher to uh, build me a keyboard, and then and then you the, can watch him stream building it. Exactly. Then you get then there's con then you know you get to watch your favorite twitcher build your keyboard. The twitcher gets content for their twitch, and you get a keyboard out of it. Twitcher gets money out of it. Twitcher gets money out of it because they'll get they'll get uh, bits. I think is what they're mm-hmm. called. Mm-hmm. Bit, they'll get bits. They'll get uh, subscriptions, which you have to pay for on Twitch. Not follows. Follows are free. Subscriptions you pay for. Of course. Which, coming from YouTube, that always kind of threw me off, you know? Yeah, but at the same time, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I think it does. That's what I was going to say. Uh, anyone, anyone can be followed. Right, because following is like Twitter, you know, Instagram. That's free to follow people. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. and now we think netflix like, is like subscribed you know? right because you pay for it you know i think i think that's why apple Podcasts changed their wording if you like if you use the apple Podcasts app which we don't because we're better than that but like mm-hmm. they yeah. changed it where you don't subscribe to podcasts anymore you you follow them and then if you want to do the apple podcast subscription for a podcast you can do that although i've heard that's been a catastrophe of a, of a of a rollout their whole paid really? podcast thing yeah i've heard it i've heard it's had a bunch of issues i'm not really following it closely that. but yeah who cares <laughs> yeah exactly i've got another piece of follow-up here all right hit me i think we talked about this probably quite a few episodes back now but i was i was in the process of selling my xbox oh yeah you remember this yeah, i do remember I, this so i had i had my xbox and like 10 games and a controller and all the cords necessary to use an Xbox. And I tried selling it on Marketplace for $200. And admittedly, I thought that was way more than it was worth. But I was like, you know, maybe maybe someone out there is going to see this and think $200 is reasonable. I have no idea. I just threw it out there. Hardly anyone responded. And I didn't feel like dealing with Marketplace anymore. I was like, why don't I just take action and get rid of this thing instead of messaging people on Facebook? So and I didn't want to sell it to GameStop just because, I don't know, they're famous for not giving you what it's worth, <laughs> giving you like 10 cents on the dollar, basically. Um, also, I told you and, about my experience selling something to Game Shop, GameStop. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they probably would have rejected my items anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, glad, glad I didn't do that. And I, I, just, I seriously Googled, we buy used games Orlando. And there were two, there there were two locations. It was like Hudson's Video Games or something. I think that's what the store was called that bought used video games and consoles and everything. 
And one, one was at the mall near me. So I went to the mall did a little bit of shopping for other things, but I, that was the main purpose of going there was, all right, finally get this thing off my hands that I've been trying to get rid of for like six months now. So I go in there and they also give you store credit. You can just buy something in the store. Nice. So what Xbox 10 games, all the cords controller. What do you, what do you think they offered me for store credit? And what do you think they offered me just cash to, to just get rid of it and take cash? Oh, right, because they'll give you more money in store credit than cash. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, let's see. It's a, it's an Xbox 360. Yep. So, I don't know. What is that? I mean, may, maybe 100 bucks. 10 games. They game, You know, they're Xbox 360 games. They're probably not even great games. No, definitely not. Plus a, one controller. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I mean, you, you even said two hundred is probably high. So may, maybe maybe one fifty, maybe maybe one twenty five. I see. I, 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 I don't even really know what what the price is of an Xbox three sixty nowadays. Like it's, it's yeah. just been so long. I don't even. I don't even know how to get. I, I, but then I'm trying to think like, what would I pay for an Xbox three sixty? And I'm like, I wouldn't right. pay, even pay that much because I don't want an Xbox three sixty. Yeah. Like well, I yeah, would. Who would. Right. I mean, I I guess if I'm thinking about what I would pay for it. 50 bucks i don't know like i don't yeah because i don't really care for it that much so (laughs) So. this this is what this is what they offered me and keep in mind they they advertise that they're better than gamestop in terms of like buying used games and consoles and things like that Mm -hmm. so that they they advertise like we pay 10 percent more than gamestop for your used gaming items so this is this is extra than what i would have gotten at other places they offered me 35 dollars of store credit for <laughs> everything <laughs> so my my 200 dollars, i was very correct that that was way more than anyone would pay for it but worth a shot whatever i, I guess i'm just surprised that even a, f- a whole full console yeah is not even 30 30 bucks i mean a, I just, full, a, a whole I just, console yeah I just wonder if maybe it's not old enough yet for people to be nostalgic about it. Like like an N64 you could probably get for a lot more because those are so old and people have a lot of nostalgia attached to them. Where Xbox 360, it's like it's not there yet, maybe. I'm just making things up. I feel but. like an idiot guessing 150 <laughs> I'm going to go on but eBay and look at prices. It was $35 store credit, $19 cash is what they were going to give me. <laughs> they so I was like, all right, I'll, they ta- wouldn't I'll even take the give store you- credit. So you took the you took you took the store credit, yeah. They yeah. wouldn't even give you twenty bucks. No, I know. Can, is... can, can you just make it twenty? <laughs> so I'm on eBay right now. Two controllers, Xbox 360 Pro Game Console, one twenty. Yeah, that's pretty good. But I don't I don't want to deal with selling something on eBay. Like what a shipping something somewhere. No way. Xbox 360 Elite Matte Black one twenty bundle cords controller tested one twenty. Xbox 360 console controller, five games, one fifty. I don't know. I I I I I guess you're right in that. Do selling stuff on eBay, you might get more money for it, but it's also more of a hassle. Yeah. Whereas when you tell it to the store, you get stuff immediately. Right. And then also they want to flip it for a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so they have to make a profit, which means they can only give you, like, 30 or whatever. Yeah, and I, I just wanted to get rid of it at the end of the day, you know? 
Xbox 360 white, console only. Works good, read description. $10. $10, wow. Oh, but here's what they get you. twelve fifty for shipping. <laughs> it's more to ship it's, it than to get it. Yeah, yeah, seriously. God. But I... I was I was looking around the store because it took them a few minutes to to tell me how much it was going to be worth. So I was just looking around. I was like, what, what am I going to get with store credit? And what did I do? I I found I found a few. Figured I'm I'm going to get a PS4 game. Everything that's on the Switch is too expensive for me to get with thirty five dollars of store credit. And I saw they had some good PS4 games. Like they had they had Fallout Four for thirty something dollars and. Skyrim collection for 30 something dollars and I'm like okay those are games that I would be interested in playing and then I was just thinking I've got so many games that I own that I haven't played yet Mm -hmm. so maybe not the best idea so I I just ended up getting MLB the show 19 which is like a pretty modern sports game and I I sort of wanted a baseball game just just to have and I got it for like eight bucks because you can pick you you buy those games for $60 new and they're basically copy and pasted every single year. Right. So to get a game that I know I'll enjoy for only eight bucks is like, oh, that was a pretty good deal for me. Right. That's and then good. I bought, I bought two HDMI cords, which I needed. Oh, so oh I, yeah. Yep. Cause I was, I was thinking about ordering them on Amazon. I was like, well, if they're here, I might as well just get them. So I got those with your store then, credit. Yep. And then I had like five dollars left of store credit, mm. and I was I was at I was at the f- counter and I had everything that I had and I was like, what can I get that's five dollars here? And I look right in front of me and there's packs of Pokemon cards. So I just bought a pack of Pokemon cards for five dollars and that was even thirty five. Oh my god! I had this in my notes to talk to you about. <laughs> <laughs> why? I think I know why. <laughs> Okay, well, okay, well, before we get to that, I mean, sounds like a successful little excursion. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Got 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 a few good things out of it, and I just got rid of it. So, yeah, very successful. Support a local business. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, because I've I've been over to your your new place a few times, and every time there's that Xbox 360 just sitting on the floor. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, still haven't got rid of this yet, and you're like, I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> finally did something about it i'm excited to come over and see it not in the way (laughs) yeah yeah you'll have to comment about it um okay so here here's what i want to ask you about okay Okay. the other day what was it two days ago maybe sunday saturday or sunday sometime this weekend i woke up and um one of the one of the, I just I don't know why sometimes I just open up the YouTube app and see what's new you know see what gets recommended to me see what's in my subscription see anybody post anything interesting you know anybody mm-hmm. I subscribe to and I saw <laughs> I saw in my in my sub box a video from Matthew Iandoli yeah which is which is very rare to see very rare I mean I think your last video was like four or five years ago yeah yeah uh, and it was titled. Where where is it? I don't think I have it off the top of my head. I don't see it. But it was you. Oh, here it is. Pokemon Sword and Shield Evolving Skies Unpacking Video. <laughs> yeah. So this is a seven and a half minute video of you unboxing, I guess is the wrong word, but unpacking Pokemon cards. Yeah, I didn't know what to call it exactly. <laughs> um, 
And I just sat there and I laid in bed and I just watched this whole thing. <laughs> did you really? Wow. I did. I'm surprised. I did. I'm, I'm one of the 10 views on here. Yeah. I, I got 10. That's not bad. <laughs> For someone who never posts anything ever, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I, I sort of expected more, honestly, just because I felt like unpa- unpacking Pokemon cards is pretty common search on YouTube, but whatever. Yeah, so what what was the uh, what was the impetus for deciding to make a YouTube video out of this? Just it was mostly for my friends because one of, one of my friends or just this friend group, I guess, when sometimes like whenever one of us has bought a new console or a new computer or something, we'll send like pictures of us with it as as it's being unpacked or unpacking it and occasionally someone will make a video of them unpacking it and going through it and it's mostly just just for laughs and i i I got this pack of pokemon cards i was like i haven't bought a pack of cards in years for anything and i used to i used to be very big into pokemon and baseball cards i had a huge collection of both and I just thought, you know, it'd be sort of fun to make a video out of it. It's just, I, I was gonna, I was probably gonna make a video to share it with my friends anyways, or at least send them the pictures. I'm like, why, why don't I just go one step further, make a little video out of this, and post it on YouTube? So that's what I did. I had, I had fun making it. And, uh, yeah, I figured my, my like two or three subscribers that I have would enjoy. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I really had a, a heck of a time unpacking it it was it was cool to own pokemon cards again <laughs> yeah so I, I just i just did like a quick youtube search it seems like people call it like pokemon card opening or sometimes they do call it an unboxing because sometimes it does it does come in a box like mm, you, you can't right. buy like a box of pokemon cards yeah. sometimes they do call it an unboxing but it seems like a lot of people call it uh chilling rain pokemon cards opening you have all these guys pokemon cards opening so i guess yeah, it's unpacking. Yeah, I felt like wrong. unpacking wasn't the right word, but I just didn't think of opening at the time. But also, <laughs> but also, I love you're going to do no research into what the people actually call it on YouTube because who <laughs> yeah, cares? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> That'd be funny if this became your new thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if 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 I started buying Pokemon cards, I would. That'd be great. I should I should have posted this on Twitter. Why didn't I? I'm going to do that right now. I even put in the word Pokemon cards unpacking, and it still says opening, unboxing a $400,000 box of Pokemon cards. Some of these videos have millions of views. Most of these yeah, have hundreds of thousands. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm surprised I didn't get more. Well, did you like the video? Uh, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. I mean, what am I supposed to say? Um, yeah. I got I got a few good polls. I think that's what they call them polls. Yeah, I think so. See, I don't even know Pokemon well enough. Like like you were you were pulling Pokemon cards where you were like, Oh, I haven't heard of this one and I was like, Yeah, me neither. And there were other ones where you were like, Oh yeah, I know this and I'm like, I don't even know I don't know what he's talking about. I've never seen right. this one before. <laughs> I was I was into Pokemon through Gen four. I, I stopped at Gen four. Oh really? I think they're, I think they're on eight or nine now. I want to say eight. Yeah, it sounds right. We found a 50-cent Pokemon card. I mean, this is a whole side of YouTube that I don't want in my recommendations. <laughs> it's going to be there now. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. We'll see. 
Yeah, I, I, I now I don't really understand the appeal of unboxing things. No, of unboxing videos. I don't understand of, of why watching I, videos. Yeah, yeah, like watching unboxing. I don't really get it. Why would I want to yeah. watch someone else open yeah, a box? I don't, I don't get the appeal either, unless it's my friends. <laughs> Even then, I don't really get it. Yeah. Well, watched, you watched it, so that's true. I did because you're my friend, and it was interesting <laughs> to see. What see, point proof. <laughs> All right, you got me. You got me there. Um, yeah. I mean, I just don't. I mean, unless you're doing like a review, that I sort of get. Yeah. Like I watch reviews of stuff, but a so whole unboxing. MKBHD. Love MKBHD. All right. Well, we'll put this in notes in case anyone anyone wants to watch your uh, your yeah, lady, your latest YouTube video. Start of my YouTube career. How many How many subscribers do you have? Three. I have no idea. Do I have three? Let's see. You have five subscribers. That's surprising. You have three videos. (laughs) Good videos, I think. Oh, your playlists are here. You got good playlists, too. I got better playlists than I've got videos. Probably. What is My Name is Weezer? You you helped make this. Yeah, this sounds familiar, but what is the joke again? It was, I mean, the the song is My Name is Jonas, and the song mm-hmm. starts out, My Name is Jonas, and I just, we we changed it so it, My Name is Jeff, and that's the video. Oh, oh, I just listened to it. Yeah, that is very <laughs> funny. That is very stupid. I think that's my most viewed video. Yep, 365 views. Not bad. It's actually, bad. I've just watched it every day for a year. Is actually. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, your videos I watch a lot. Updated two days ago. God, you're, you are on top of maintaining that playlist. <laughs> well, whenever I watch something that I watch a lot, it goes on the playlist. <laughs> well, I guess that makes sense. Let's see. Oh, oh, the Phoebe Bridgers funny feeling video. How good was that? Oh, I think I up. I have to remove that from there, actually. Because sometimes when I I upload something to... Or no, I'll just... I mean, the YouTube app is so terrible on your phone <laughs> that it'll, I'll like... What the button is like save. Right. And I'll hit save and it automatically saves it to the last playlist I save something to. Yes. Which makes no sense. So of course, that of course video not. automatically got saved to the videos I watch a lot playlist. When you meant to put it in like favorites or something. I meant to put it in watch later. Um uh, so oh. well, I just wait, re- wait, that's its I own button it. though. Isn't that its own button? I don't in the YouTube app? I don't think so. If it is, that'd be nice. Oh, in the YouTube app, yeah, you're right. It's not on the on the web. It's its own yeah, right. button. You can hit watch mm-hmm. later. Boy, you know what button I hate on the YouTube website is the um, what is it? Add to queue button. Have you seen this? I don't think so. Yeah, you don't use the YouTube website often, right? No, not really. But boy, Pretty I hate much this. Never. Yeah, it's it's a new button they've added underneath the watch later button that also like expands out into the space of the video. So sometimes when I go to click on like a video, like a, th- a thumbnail of the video in the center, I accidentally expand the add to queue button and click on that instead. And it the, the idea, I guess, is like you can just click add to queue on a bunch of videos and it'll just play them all in a row, which mm-hmm. is a decent idea the thing that annoys me about it though is that it it puts the video in like a little mini player in like the bottom of the window of the web browser and it's like i don't want 
the video in a tiny like picture in picture view in my web browser <laughs> i want really to annoying. go to the web page for the video and watch the video real big yeah of course so then i have to like hit the cancel button on the little mini player and then click on it again to go to the web oh god it's it's just see this is this is this is why i like that podcasts are like not owned by anybody right because anybody right. can make a podcast app and then the podcast apps compete based on which is the best app mm-hmm. whereas we can't do we're, that with online with video. YouTube. Right. Online video is basically just YouTube, and everyone is at the whims of whatever they want to do. Right. And they're bad at it. Exactly. Got a lot of problems with this company. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with Alphabet. <laughs> Every creator hates YouTube, don't they? Yeah, it's very, it's very funny. Like, they hate them, and yet they need them. Yeah, they can't, they can't live without them. It's a, it's a very uh, abusive relationship, honestly. <laughs> right. Well, I'm not getting Pokemon cards in my recommendations. I guess because I just watched one video. Maybe you have yeah, to watch helps. two in order to get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm st- God forbid, don't watch two. Yeah, I'm, I'm still getting Nathan Fielder recommendations, so that's that's oh good. God. Yeah, don't change that. Hey, can you explain something to me with him? Hmm. What is what is this the the clothing line the Holocaust clothing line what what is have you this? not seen this episode I have not oh my god this is a great episode should I just watch the episode or can you give me like a TLDR yeah I'll I'll explain it um I I mean I do recommend watching the episode but he he finds out that I think it's the winter clothing brand Tyga one of their one of the CEOs or someone high up in Taiga either donated money or made some comments to a known Holocaust denier. Oh my God. And yeah. And Nathan, Nathan is Jewish and, and right. he, he wears in like season one and two, he even says like, I love Taiga jackets. And in almost every one of my episodes, you can see me wearing my Taiga jacket and it's true. And He's like, I can't support this business anymore. So I, and I, and I can't risk wearing another winter clothing brand that might also donate to Holocaust <laughs> deniers. So the only solution is for me to make one myself. So he creates this new brand <laughs> called Summit Ice and all of the proceeds go to, uh, what, it, like, a Holocaust awareness organization, <laughs> something like that. And, and half of the marketing is, I mean, their tagline is like summit ice, deny nothing. <laughs> and all, all of their marketing includes like 6 million Jews died in the Holocaust. And I mean, just go to there. And also it's pretty amazing that the brand actually blew up like John Mayer, Seth Rogen, like huge, huge celebrities, own and wear summit ice and he he in one one of his later episodes he he shares a bunch of pictures but i mean i'm just gonna put i'm putting the the link to their website here just i mean the the very front of their website it's a summit ice soft shell shop for jackets and apparel and holocaust facts and then you scroll down and it says soft shell technology that talks about the technology and then right next to that is the holocaust learn more And then if you scroll down even more, it has a model wearing one of their jackets, and it says, Six Million Jews Died, Cameron, model. 
<laughs> right. They're they're quoting the the model there. Right. Cam- right. Cameron's their model, and Cameron is saying six million Jews. Dead. This is hilarious. I was gonna say, I feel like I've I've heard of this brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is this this is extremely funny. Oh, I know. And it's like doing it's it's for a good cause too, but he's also like I don't know, just riffing on the whole thing in general. Like it's it's really funny on so many levels. Okay, I'm gonna have to find Summit Ice. It's a it's an episode of the show. Yeah, and the the I mean the premise of the episode is he he makes the brand and everything, but he also asks like an outdoors store, like a hiking store, hiking gear. Uh, he he asks if he can promote their brand in his store. Like, hey, we're starting this new brand, and we're also like big on Holocaust awareness. Hoping we can like set up an exhibit in your store. And the owner of the store is like, yeah, that sounds yeah, that sounds great. I'm all all for that. I'll support I'll, I'll support Holocaust awareness. That's cool. Set up a little exhibit in my store. And he has no idea what he's in store for, but. Like, <laughs> This the section of the store that they create has like mannequins wearing Nazi uniforms and just like there's like Auschwitz looking gates around the section of the store and the guy is just like you've got to be kidding me you have no idea how to market a business okay so I a quick Google search it looks like it's season three episode two horseback riding yeah that's probably right. Um, Nathan comes up with a way for a ranch to accommodate overweight riders. It's also the yeah, man zone hilarious. episode. A woman's boutique oh attempts to appease male customers by creating a man zone. And then after discovering the maker of his jacket published a tribute to alleged Holocaust denier, uh, <laughs> Nathan starts a Holocaust awareness themed clothing company of his own. Okay. So, okay. Season three episodes. Okay. I'm definitely going to watch that. Yeah. But I'm just, I just looked up celebs wearing summit ice and there's, uh, Aaron from The Office, Seth Rogen, John Mayer, JGL, Jack Black. Like, <laughs> they're all just out in public wearing Summit Ice. This is very funny. If you go to, if, oh my God, I click on, I clicked on news and it just shows Nathan Fielder donates $150,000 to Holocaust education. And yeah, opens that's part of first Summit Ice store in Vancouver. Okay, so there's another episode that has to deal with this. Yeah, the ep- the episode where he donates the money is very funny. <laughs> All right, because he said in order to he goes in order to be modest and not brag about donating to charity, we made the check extra small, so you'll have to view <laughs> it with a magnifying glass rather than donating one of these giant checks. <laughs> oh God! Okay, you're you are. Very close to convincing me that I should just watch every single episode of this show and not just <laughs> if, if, yeah. the highlights. Yeah. If you haven't already. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's like real news articles about this too. That, that, that That's the best is when Nathan breaks into the real world. Like he breaks out of the show <laughs> and makes real world news. Oh, this is great. This is great. Now I, I kind of want Summit Ice clothing. I know, but it's it's real expensive. Is it? I think it's like a hundred dollars for a jacket, which I mean, I guess, I guess for a nice winter jacket, that's really not that expensive. But yeah, let's see we, we live in Florida. That's true. We don't really need it. <laughs> the Holocaust is on like every page. I know. I know. Oh, uh, 
That is, this is really, yeah, Summit Ice Soft Shell Jacket, one hundred nine ninety nine, hundred and ten bucks basically. Mm-hmm. Looks comfy, though. Yeah, sure does. They got a sweatsuit, they got socks, they got t-shirts. They got everything. Well, ain't that something? Learn something new every God, day. I love this show. Oh, on oh, the gallery section of the website, they have, it's just, they have a celeb gallery, and it seems like it's just Jack Black. <laughs> that's I'm, even funny. I'm gonna refresh to see if any like it maybe it's like you know, maybe it's a new celebrity every time he refreshes. So I'm gonna click yeah. it, I'm gonna click it again. No, it's still Jack Black. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that is oh no, you're funny. not you're not hitting the arrows. Oh, 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 I see. The arrows are Look, sort there's of Rob Lowe, there's Blake Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's really funny. I don't know. I don't think I know who Blake Griffin is, but he's a basketball player. Oh, okay. Oh, so will he be in your new video game? MLB the Show. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, I'm gonna have to watch that now. Ellie Kemper, that's her name. I forgot. That's right, the girl from The Office, and uh, Kimmy Schmidt, which is a show I watched <laughs> oh. a couple seasons of. What? <laughs> I'm reading the captions of this celeb gallery. Here's knocked up star Seth Rogen agrees that the systemic or systematic extermination of Jews in Europe was quote super bad. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Even the website's funny. Alexandra Daddario leaving Whole Foods with a healthy drink and a healthy awareness of one of history's worst genocides. <laughs> that is very funny. God. Yeah, he's the funniest actor. Rob Lowe looking cool and Holocaust conscious. <laughs> That's great. You know, only murders in the building has made me realize. I don't know who's the funny. The funniest person alive is either like Nathan Fielder or Martin Short. Martin Short is so damn funny. <laughs> Martin Short's hilarious. Why did him? He's always the, eating the, the dip. <laughs> the scene where he was like directing and casting the play or whatever mm-hmm. that scene in episode three is just outstanding the back of the line he's just so charismatic yeah the show keeps doing things that are like weird uh pieces of fantasy like in the middle of the show and then yeah not explaining it right away it's interesting it's fun right <sighs> all right well now I've now I've got more TV to watch. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I I'm, know you hate that. Yeah, I, I I secretly love it. I secretly love uh, it. Yeah. I do. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff on right now. Oh yeah, what are you watching? I'm watching Only Murders in the Building, mm-hmm. What If, and Ted Lasso. Those are my three shows. Oh yeah, What If I'm a um an episode behind on. I guess now another one's come out, so I guess I'm two behind now. But I'll get I'll get caught up. I just um, I find myself not in the mood to watch What If because I'm like, well, it's not like part of a larger story. It's just these one offs. I don't need to like keep up with it. So I find myself yeah, exactly drawn to like more serialized shows. I don't know. know. Mm -hmm. At least at least as of late. But I'll I'll finish. I'll get caught up. Don't worry. It might just be a good show to binge. Maybe. Yeah. Do we do we have anything else before our spoiler slot? And I, I I don't I don't know about you. Do you do you think you have a lot to say about this movie? Because I don't know that I do. Like and and we we should still do the spoiler slot. I I just don't think it's going to be as lengthy as some of our past discussions. But I feel like I've said that every time as well. 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I kind of agree with you. Um, the only thing I'll say is, that, do, do you think we should talk about the, the, the new Texas abortion law? Is that a good topic? <laughs> um, I don't kidding. think that's this show. I don't think so either. <laughs> Another that's, time. That's for my other podcast. Yeah, exactly. That's a joke. What was that one called podcast. again? What? You had a name for it, though, right? Oh, oh, a friend of mine, like a couple years ago, he said we should we should start a podcast called I think I think his title that he wanted to call it was "The World Is a Fuck." That's and I a good was name. Like, I was like, I would I would do that. He was like, yeah. yeah, we should we should do it. And I think I think at one point he said like, um, dude, like the world is so crazy. Like if Trump wins again, we definitely got to do it. And I was like, all right, sure. And then. <laughs> Trump didn't win, so I think it just fizzled out. <laughs> well, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I can't I, two, imagine me having two podcasts. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of work. A lot of work. All right, let's see what 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 minute are we at? Oh, oh God, we're already forty minutes in. Okay, yeah, let's let's talk about a movie. All right, let's do it. Um, I'm gonna open it up. I actually, you know, okay. So here's okay. So we're gonna talk about Shang Chi. And Shang, the Legend of the Ten Rings. Shang Chi. I'm trying to I'm trying to say it correctly and I'm not I'm not getting it. Sean. Right. Let's just call it yeah, Sean and the Legend of the Ten Rings. <laughs> there we go. Um so I saw this in theaters because that's the only place you're allowed to see it for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um I actually tried to see and this this is going to make me a bad person. But just between you me and the lamppost. Um I was like, well, let me just see, has anyone put it out, like, in on one of those, like, sketchy websites? Yeah. Just to, just to see, you know? So I looked around on some sketchy websites, and I was like, and I was like, okay, some people have it up, you know, but let me just, is it going to look, is it going to look bad? Because, you know. Yeah, it's going to look like shit. Just a camera in a, in a theater, right? Mm-hmm. And so I pull one up, and, I, and it said, like, 720p, and I'm like, all right, well, let's see what 720p looks like. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. It, it was so bad, and it was so dark, and you couldn't see. I mean, it was like, yeah, there's no way that you could watch that. I like you I, specifically. I think I had, yeah, it would drive me crazy. I mean, and and then on top of that, um, the first like ten minutes of the movie is completely in Chinese. Okay, <laughs> right. Yeah, you have to read subtitles. And the subtitles on this particular one that I found on whatever website it was, uh, the subtitles were in Spanish. Right. Okay. So, so this is a no go. <laughs> so this is this is absolutely a no go, and it looked horrible. And I was like, God, I feel like I remember bootleg movies looking better than this years ago when I would do this when I had no money, years <laughs> and years ago. But also maybe uh-huh. that's just my memory thinking yeah. that, that that you know i was so broke that to me this was acceptable <laughs> you must have watched a jerry seinfeld bootleg maybe i don't remember exactly what it was but yeah so anyway i i, I quickly deemed this uh totally unacceptable and i was like fine <laughs> i'll go to a theater um so i went you invited was this me. your first time back in the theater well since bo burnham oh right right yeah you Why and i, I saw bo burnham uh-huh. together yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, you you had invited me to go, 
and I just kind of felt like shit that day. So I just I feel bad. I never, te- I never actually texted you back and said no. I just was like, I don't feel well. I'm going to lay in bed and do nothing. And then I just never there got back go. to you. So sorry about that. It's all right. Yeah. So uh, I went on Monday at like 12, Labor Day. Yeah. At like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Because I, fi- I, actually, I actually looked online at a couple of different times because there's like reserved seating. So yep. I actually looked like, okay, which of these like early afternoon showings seems to have the fewest number of people in it? <laughs> Smart. And then I booked that one, and then still more people showed up. So I guess there's a lot of people who still buy tickets like at the theater, which I don't understand. <laughs> right. I buy everything on on my phone online before I go. I mean, I mean, the only reason I didn't is because I was going with a friend, and I felt like it would have been spent more trouble than it's worth to try and coordinate. Okay, you buy seat M15, I'll buy seat M16. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But also, I think as long as you buy seats that are sort of close enough together, you can fake. I, like, I, I didn't sit in the seat that I bought. I sat I sat away from people. You know, mm-hmm. like, I think if there's not, I think if there's not too many people in the theater, people kind of don't care. Yeah. At least that's my experience. No, I think that's probably accurate. So, but yeah, so I, I sat kind of away from people, um, and it was kind of a big theater, and it, I, don't, I don't even, I really don't even think it was even half full. It was probably, you know, maybe a quarter full, maybe, you know, and everybody was kind of spread out, you know, so I was like, okay, and a lot of people were wearing masks, so I was like, all right, I guess this is fine. We'll see. Maybe, maybe I have COVID tomorrow, but I mean, right. hopefully it was fine. Seems so, like it. So, what was your experience like? Um, pretty pretty similar. Probably probably a more crowded showing. I ended up going at like, I think it was like a six thirty showing. So I figured like oh, people are probably at dinner. People aren't, maybe aren't seeing a movie right now. And I mean, it was like decently crowded, but not like nothing s- scary that I was concerned about at all. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we we had we we sort of picked seats away from everyone else and where other seats were already bought when we when we bought our tickets mm-hmm. and then like, so we, we got decent seats pretty far away. And then someone walks in and sits in the row right in front of us, like a family of four did. And we just like got up and moved one row behind them. So it was, it was very easy to stay away from people. Yeah. There you go. Um, so I, I, I guess, should we give any thoughts before we get into the spoilers? I think I have a few. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, th- I think maybe it's some. I think it's a good theater experience movie. Like compare um, comparison to like Black Widow. <laughs> hmm. Like I'd I'd rather see I'd rather see this movie in a theater than Black Widow. I can and, see that. And That's it, fair. And it was pretty good overall. Thumbs up. But nothing blowing me away. But I I enjoyed it. I had, I had a fun fun ride for two hours, however long it was. Yeah, I yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good um it didn't like blow me away but i thought it was good and i enjoyed it and one of the things i noticed afterwards well maybe this is a bit of a spoiler tiny bit but some people said oh it's not funny doesn't have that marvel comedy to it Mm -hmm. did you did you feel that um well, I, I I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say because I feel like I've been a vocal critic of this. Whereas, like, 
some Marvel movies are really funny and they know how to handle humor well. Like, I, I don't know. I think this Spider-Man movie is a little bit, definitely Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, like, they're good at using humor in the movies. And others, they, like, try to be funny and they're just not. And I felt like this was one of those movies. Yeah, I think I think I agree with you because I, I I saw some people like on Twitter or on Letterboxd saying like, oh man, this movie this movie is not funny. And I and I read those and I was like, were there jokes in the movie? <laughs> like right. I, like I think I I guess there were and there were some funny parts and there were some things that were trying to be funny. Yeah, but I, I mean guess, it's not like it's not like we watched a comedy movie and we thought it was unfunny. It was just like the jokes they tried to make throughout just didn't really land. The the feeling that I kind of had finishing it was that it was a movie that wasn't trying too hard to be funny. I didn't think it was trying too hard to be funny. It had yeah. some jokes. It had some lighthearted comedy moments, but it, it felt like a movie that was at least somewhat taking itself a little more seriously. Yeah. Um, and the main character isn't like this jokester who has all these quips every 10 seconds and... <laughs> He's just not yeah, that, that kind the, of guy. That was the sidekick of this movie. Right. And even even she's not in it a ton or has a yeah. ton to say. So I guess I you know, I, I walked away from it thinking this, it wasn't that funny, but also I'm not bothered by that. I feel like it wasn't a a movie that was about trying to be funny. Right. So yeah, I wasn't really bothered by it. But I guess if you're looking for a bunch of that stuff in Marvel movies, this is not this is one of the least funny ones. I don't think that makes yeah. it a bad movie though. No, no. I mean, I, I think, I don't know. I, I just get so tired of like, all right, it's been 10 minutes time for another joke. Let's write another joke. Like that's <laughs> right. how Marvel movies feel to me sometimes. Right. And that's, that was a, another problem I had with this one. Interesting. See, I, I guess I just, the jokes just kind of glossed over me. Yeah. I guess I just wasn't really thinking about it or I was like, okay, there goes another one. It's, I, I, it's a lighthearted <laughs> kind of funny thing to say but i'm just gonna let it go <laughs> yeah um yeah. uh let me see uh, uh th- there were some parts of the movie that i thought were a little bit confusing and we'll get into that mm-hmm. later um i kind of felt like it went on a little bit too long yes especially the last like third and then there were and then there were other parts where it th- there were parts of the movie that were sort of like just the characters kind of hanging out and talking to each other and those parts i really liked yeah one thing i'll say is everyone has complimented it on this and i agree which is the fight choreography is very good mm-hmm. the fighting is very cool in this movie the other thing that i liked about it is that like i said the first like 10 minutes of the movie's all in chinese they speak chinese a lot in this movie yeah which, i thought it was cool to embrace that Exactly. I I guess I sort of subconsciously thought like, oh, it's a movie about a Chinese character, but it's still an American movie made by an American company. So everybody's going to speak English all the time, even though it doesn't make sense. Yeah. (laughs) I think I kind of had that in the back of my mind without realizing that was there. So when they were speaking Chinese as much as they were, I'm like, oh, this is cool. This feels a little bit more authentic because there are times where that kind of bothers me when you're watching a movie or a show. And it's like, Shouldn't they be speaking a different language? But they're not, right. like, why? Why aren't they? If you know, like, or it's just, it's two people who are in a family they, from a from another from a foreign country. You know, why wouldn't they be speaking in their native language in this particular situation? You know, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and this exactly. movie was pretty pretty good about that. Um, 
so I liked yeah and and people praised it as like um oh it's a good representation of Asian culture which yeah I think it was people praised it as like well there's no like Asian stereotypes in the movie and I'm like well I guess that makes sense when you have this many Asian people in the cast and an Asian director <laughs> yeah you're probably yeah, not helps. gonna have all those you know stereotypes and and things like that and um yeah I mean you know without without the without like stereotypes and like I don't know Asian jokes that maybe a lesser movie would would be would feel like it has to make. I was able to kind of just sit back and watch it as like, okay, this is a, a superhero from a totally no, another culture. Let me see what this is mm-hmm. like. So it's yeah, kind of kind yeah. of fun, right? Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. And Benedict Wong rules. <laughs> oh yeah, he's always great. <laughs> Spoilers. I thought it was known that he was in this. I didn't know. I barely know anything about these movies going into them. That's true. But yeah, he's great. Um, there was there was someone else in the movie that I either forgot or had no idea he was in it. But and that was yeah, a fun I think, surprise. I think I know who you're referring. You know to. who I'm talking about. Um, yeah. So yeah, all right. So that that's so. I mean, what what did, what did you give this a thumbs up? What do you give this movie? Yeah, I mean, it's like a, the seven out of ten. Pretty good, mm-hmm. entertaining. Mm-hmm. but not blowing me away range. Like nothing, nothing that I thought was really incredible. Nothing that was really bad. Pretty, pretty like mid B tier C tier movie for me for Marvel. Yeah. I think that's how I felt too. And I think I, I've been thinking about it. I think I maybe liked it more than black widow. Cause black widow, I feel like I had complaints and nitpicks about. Yeah. I like this more than black widow. Whereas this one, I felt like, and I don't really have many complaints and nitpicks, but I it's it's just a movie that's not blowing me away. That's all. Yeah, yeah. There was there was very few very few things to be upset about, but very few things to rave about. Right. And we already we already named one, which is the fight choreography. Mm-hmm. And the other one is behind spoilers. So. Right. All right. So well, well, let's 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 get into that then. Sweet. Let's do it. <laughs> Why is he not Smart Hulk? Yeah, let's just jump to the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing I really want. This is what's really eating me alive. Um, okay, so the movie do you have a, do starts. You have a theory? I have, oh, I, okay, I, we're I, not going there. Okay. <laughs> I have, I have no, I have no theories. I mean, I, I, I have no idea. It's either a mistake, or it's they definitely have, not a mistake. I, I kind of feel that too. I feel like there's no way it's a mistake, right? There are two. He's still he's still wearing the arm sling, right? That's the thing. So it must be because this is like what a year after Endgame or less. Yeah, that sounds about so right. This is like 2023, 2024, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just uh, it it must it must be they must have some explanation. Some maybe they'll explain it in the She Hulk TV show. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty confident we'll get something. So the movie starts. It starts with Zhu Wenwu, which is his dad. Oh, this is this is this was maybe a little bit of a complaint I had about the movie, which is the father dying, totally predictable. Mm-hmm. It, and and dying in a way that was like not not at the hands of the of the hero. I'm like, there's no way the hero is going to kill him. Right, even though they set you up for that. <laughs> Did you feel it was predictable? Um, I feel like I wasn't trying to predict. See, uh, I usually, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I just, I just wasn't thinking that far in advance. And I mean, when you, when I think about it now in the big picture, it's not really that surprising because it didn't seem like it was going to be a happier ending. You know, it didn't seem like they would just like make amends and be best buds by the end of the movie. So, well, I usually am not the kind of person to like be constantly thinking about like, okay, so how does this end? Where is this going? Like I, I try to just like watch a movie um, and I'm pretty good at this where I'll just, I'll sit down, I'll watch it and I'll just kind of let myself get wrapped up in it and not think about it too much, too far ahead. And I'm just not one of those people who spends a lot of time thinking about yeah. well, what could it happen? What could it be? Where is this going? I just don't do that. I kind of just sit there and watch it and enjoy it and just see, see where it goes, see the ride it takes me on, see where it's going. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with this same. one. I, for some it just the thought just happened to me it you know i mean thoughts just happened to you right and this is one of the ones that just happened to me where they're showing his dad's backstory and how he loves these 10 rings and the thought just happened to me where i was like this guy loves these rings so much <laughs> this motherfucker is not giving him up unless he's dead like <laughs> he loves these rings he loves them I mean, you know, you know, and and he even, I mean, he even like seemed like you know, oh, they were passed down. Like the last one who had them died, and they'll I'll pass them down to my son. And I'm like, how is? I'm like, I'm like, there's no way this guy's giving them up. There's there's no way he's willingly giving up these rings. It just, yeah. you know, so you know, and then I was like, so he's gonna have to die. And then I was like, and they're not gonna have the killer. They're not gonna have the the killer be this the main character of the movie are they, they, they're not going to do that right mm-hmm. and then yeah. i was like i wonder if he's going to have like a hero death like a heroic doc ock alfred molina style death yeah, of course which it sort of was not that maybe a little bit yeah a, li- a little bit i think but um yeah so that that i thought was a little bit predictable but anyway so we get his backstory um, he falls in love with a woman. He gives up the rings. They have kids, uh, two kids, Shang Chi and Shai Ling. And then, I mean, I'll I'll just jump in here. I think, yeah, I think probably my favorite action sequence of the movie was the scene where the dad meets the mom in this like beautiful Zen garden. And they don't they don't even have like it's not really a fight. It's more it's more like a a dance, honestly. And they're like showing yeah. off their moves and everything. I th- I thought that was it was I thought it was beautiful just the scenery and everything and the choreography was probably my favorite that was one of the highlights of the movie for me totally agree totally agree great scene um yeah so they meet they have kids um the mom gets murdered oh, you know what you know what you know what I want to kind of praise this movie for nonlinear storytelling you took the words right out of my mouth God you know me too well. Well, this this was on my mind too. This is maybe like the most nonlinear told MCU movie. I think the only other one is Captain Marvel, and I don't think they did it that well in that movie. Yeah, not right. Yeah, and, and this I I got like halfway through the movie, and I'm watching like my 17th flashback, and right. I was like, oh, I'm not bothered by this. This is actually they're doing a good job. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this is this is actually impressive. I like this. This is cool. Yeah, they're they're. They're, they know which which parts uh, like what parts of the backstory to bring in when I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the things I enjoyed about it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so the mom the mom gets murdered. The dad has his son. Um, yeah, Wen Wu has his son Shang Chi trained to be like a killer, and then 
He's he goes to assassinate the guy who killed his mom. Uh, he succeeds, right? Does he? I thought he ab- just abandons the mission. Yeah, he does abandon the mission, right? Okay, so I'm reading Wikipedia. When Shang-Chi is 14, Wen Wu sends him to assassinate the Iron Gang's leader. After oh, wait, f- no, no, you're right. He does say he killed them. Because at first he says, I couldn't go through with it. He, he says yeah, this to Katie. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I couldn't go through with it. Even and I'm then, faked out right now. Right. <laughs> and then later the, the reveal is, I'm sorry, Katie, I lied to you. I did kill him. I'm a bad yeah. guy. I'm, I'm, I'm the person that Billie Eilish was thinking about. <laughs> this is the line in the movie. Exactly. Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to San Francisco. He becomes Sean. He becomes friends with Katie. Then we get the bus scene, which is a great fight scene. I mean, it, I mean, of all the fight scenes on a bus in, t- in movies that came out in 2021, this is probably the second best. I was just going to say this. I think every, everyone's talking about this scene and I'm like, yeah, it was good. But did you guys see nobody? Come on. I know. It's like nobody saw nobody. Come on. That was crazy. I, I mean, I don't think anyone did see nobody. So well, that's a shame. It's a great move. It's better yeah. than Shang-Chi, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and much shorter. Um, right. <laughs> so the the best part, my favorite part of the movie is when Razor Fist the guy with the with the sword in his arm, <laughs> of course, Razor. <laughs> of course, of course, that's his name. Um, why wouldn't you call yourself that too? If that happened to you, the be- the best part the best part is he has like a his arm is clearly, you know, he's like an amputee, and the arm is cut off like maybe four inches from his elbow, right? And yet, despite that, out of that hole on his arm, a like twelve and a half inch. <laughs> sword comes out laser whatever it does, yeah. does not make any sense yeah, where not where did it come from it it, it it can't go past his elbow because he bends his elbow so where where does it go <laughs> is it it's, does, it's like it, a lightsaber yeah yeah it doesn't make any sense and i'm just like whatever <laughs> who cares yeah <laughs> uh these movies have a purple guy who wants who collects rocks exactly i don't, I don't want to dunk on this movie too much and I know I know everyone is praising the fight choreography, and yes, it is good. But like everyone's praising it so much, and I'm just over here like, oh yeah, you guys haven't seen Daredevil. Like <laughs> Dare, Daredevil is like to me leaps and bounds beyond this movie in terms of fight choreography. But that's that's just how good I think Daredevil is. This is still very good, obviously. Well, I I think that's probably true. Um, okay, so Razor Fist steals the pendant. Um, they go, uh, Sean, quote unquote, and and Katie go to Macau uh, to find his sister. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, and then and and, and then in the uh, in the fight in the underground fight club, who who's fighting? <laughs> yeah, this was, this was wild. It's, I mean, it's Wong and Abomination. And e- the even last we see, character you think they're going to bring back. <laughs> I know. And even even before we see those two, we see um, we see one of those guys from Iron Man three. You know? Did you see this? No, I don't think I did. I mean, it's not. It's not. I don't think it's like a named character. It's just like that that person that looks like Killiage, whatever his name is, and mm. th- where they have like. I don't know, like a heated up body, and it looks like really red and orange oh, and everything. Right, the the extremis. Yes, 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 yes. There was a guy that there was one of those in one of the like jail cells. Oh, cool! Yeah, I didn't notice that. That's awesome. 
Yeah. But I mean, for, for w- w- at first when I saw Wong and Abomination, it, it, I thought it was just like another Doctor Strange type wizard. I didn't realize it was Wong until we actually see his face. I was like, oh, that's cool. It's just a random wizard. And then it's Wong. It's like, oh, even cooler. Yeah. Wong, Wong rules. Um, so him and Abomination fight. I think Wong wins because he gets yeah. Abomination to punch himself in the face. Which was really clever. Very funny. Um, and those two are like teamed up apparently because they leave together too. They, yeah, they seem like they're friends. Yeah, so another setup. Right, maybe. so then the Ten Rings attack the Fight Club. Um, Did Tim Roth get a credit for this movie? I don't think he's credited. <laughs> I think he's, but I think he is the voice. Oh, is he really? I, I think he's, I think I saw in here, let's see, is there a cast listing on Wikipedia? Uh, Tim Roth provides uncredited vocals for Emil Blonsky slash Abomination. Replies in the role from The Incredible Hulk 2008. So there you go. Yeah, he he is uncredited, but it is him. Also, Jade Sue reprises her role from Black Widow as a Black Widow named Helen. All right. Okay. Didn't didn't even (laughs) notice that person. Nope. Nope. Uh, Zach Cherry as Clev, a bus rider who live streams the fight. Uh, He was... Formerly, he was a street vendor in Spider-Man Homecoming. So again, they're doing that thing where they're like, okay, we're not doing big Avenger-style team-ups, but we're going to have mini-crossovers where people can kind of come in and out. So that's always fun. Right. Um, let's see. Who? who uh, anybody else notable Notable in this movie? Nope, that's it. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah, we'll get to the... Well, oh, oh, one D, cameo. D. Bradley Baker voices Morris, which makes sense. Because he's good at those like weird animal noises. Um, sure, he's a voice actor. You wouldn't know. <laughs> no, uh, no, he's the voice of all the clones in uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Wow, it's um, a lot of clones. But yeah, he does all the voices for all of them. It's pretty impressive, actually. But yeah, he's also good at like doing weird animal voices, so that makes sense. Okay, so the Ten Rings attack the Fight Club. They capture, not capture. They're but but like dad shows up when Wu shows up and he's like hey kids come home with me right mm-hmm. and this is a, this is a little bit where the movie started to lose me and i'm a little bit confused maybe you can help me all right but here's where i'm confused they seem to go home with their dad willingly right mm-hmm. then they get to the compound and when Wu is like give me your pendants you got to see this shit. This is this. Well, he already he already has the pendants now. That's right, because he, his his ten rings goons stole them. Yeah. So he's that was like the whole setup. Right. So he's like, I got your pendants. Come home to the compound. Check this shit out. And he puts the pendants in a statue, and water comes out of everywhere, and it floats in the air, and it creates like a map on the floor. And he's like, This is how you get to Talo. This is where your also mom is one from. of the coolest visuals in the movie very cool visual right so he goes this is where your mom is and the kids are like hold on dad mom's fucking dead she died a long time ago what are you talking about and he's like Mm -hmm. no 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 trust me she's there i hear voices right (laughs) he's he's like he's Uh one step away from from sixth sense right yeah he's like i i'm hearing a dead woman so they're like, I don't know, Dad. I'm not sure I'm buying it. And and he's like, let ju-, he's like, just just come with me. We'll go there in a few days. The path will open up. We can get to Talo. Come with me. You'll see. 
and they're like, okay, but what are you going to do if she's not there? And he's like, I'm going to burn this city to the ground. And they're like, whoa, 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 dad, you can't do that. That's evil. And he's like, fuck you, lock them up, throw them in the brig. Now, this is where I'm confused because it seems like that happens very quickly to me to the point where like, I don't know, it just it just seems like there's no moment where they're like, Dad, can we, you know, burn a town? Can we talk about this? Like, it just, it to me, it would seem like they immediately, like, immediately, he is, like, the most monstrous human being. I'm going to burn it down, right? Doesn't even say I'm going to kill everybody. Just says I'm going to burn it down. And then they seem to be, like, completely against him. Like, they're so against him on this idea that he has to lock them in a prison cell because they're so against him. And I just feel like I'm not sure I'm – they seemed like they were friendly with dad. And now all of a sudden, they're, they're like – they're so angry at him for this idea that he's like – he has to lock them up. That's the part that I'm a little bit confused about. It just seems like it happened so fast. Am I am – I, am I reading this incorrectly? I don't think so because you've, you've laid out what happens pretty clearly. I think – what maybe the movie could have done better was establishing Talo a little bit more and establishing the mom and dad romance a little bit more. Like he, he doesn't like Talo because they wouldn't let him in there. I think maybe, maybe if there was something a little bit more like a scene between the mom and the dad where like they're in this relationship now, they've had kids and he still wants to see Talo and like, he's still deemed not worthy of going or something. Something to build, like, more resentment for that place would have helped. And, like, especially, I mean, the Shang-Chi and his sister say, like, well, we don't want you to burn it to the ground because it's all that's left of our family. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't, I don't know what this place is. <laughs> like, I have, I have no idea what's, there. It's what's left of your family. I, I guess so, but Wait, I, have, I haven't Have seen they that. ever even been there? No, I don't think so. And, 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 and yeah, no, they, they definitely haven't actually. And like the fact that the fact that we get there and like they meet their aunt who we haven't seen up until this point, it's like may, maybe the aunt should have been introduced a little bit before. Like may, maybe if there was a scene with the aunt, the mom and the dad and like the aunt was like, no, he can't come in here. May, maybe just, I think establishing the romance a little bit more or developing a little more and showing us more reasons to hate Talo and more reasons about why, why our, this is the last thing of our family is connected to whatever. I just think there could have been more things done to establish all that. See, I almost feel like it's the opposite. I almost feel like they should hate dad more. Like if the whole th- movie is they turn on their father and fight him, they, they should either like hate him from day one and hate him all the way through maybe. Or if you're going to have the moment where they, they turn on him it's got to be a pretty dramatic moment where it's extremely clear why they're turning on him. And mm-hmm. I just feel like I don't, I don't know. And then that you brought up another thing, which is like, is uh, the, the father, Wen Wu, he's like, I don't like them because they wouldn't let me in. And then the, the part that I don't get is like, once they get there, why don't, why doesn't, why doesn't he ask Michelle Yeoh? Like, why doesn't he ask her? Like, hey, Auntie, what, what, why didn't you let Dad in? What, what's the deal with that? Like, they don't, 
they never interrogate that idea. Yeah. And that kind of bothered me too because it's like they were they sort of they sort of liked dad at least in the beginning. And I think they still like him. They just think he's misguided. So what like I thought they mentioned something about like oh he can't come in here because he's like killed thousands of people basically. <laughs> oh because he's got the 10 rings so he's kind of like a villain so they won't let him in. No, it's not not because he has the ten rings. It's what he's done with them. I think. Right, right. That's that's what I meant. Okay, so maybe maybe that is there, and I just missed it or forgot it. Yeah, still still not a great execution there, but right. This right. That's that's the part that I I sort of didn't quite believe, but I was like, okay, well, it seems like that's what the movie wants me to go with. So I'll I'll go with it and see where this goes. But I I feel like I was never fully sold on. I don't know. Yeah, one thing I think could be done a little bit better, maybe, is like maybe a scene in the beginning of the movie, like maybe at the very, very beginning, you have a scene where like the dad sees the mom or something or hears the mom. And uh, uh, like in the, in the same like sequence, you find out like because you see the. Very early on, you see them trying to get through this tree maze jungle that constantly changes and the path is different and you have to figure out the right path to get um, to the entrance of this place. It's like, what, what's it like? It's like the Master Sword in Breath of the Wild. So, <laughs> so It's the Korok they, Forest. Exactly. So they show them doing that and failing. And then like we get to the scene where the water lays out the map and everything. And he says, like, I now know the exact time and way to get to the entrance. And I was like, I think that would have been cool to see him do. Like how, how did it's something they just, they show don't tell, or they just say he has this information. And I mean, I get they're saving time, but like maybe something that where he's like laboring to get this information. And at the same time, hearing his wife would have helped or would have, would have been effective at least made it hmm. more emotional. Hmm. I didn't, I didn't think about that, but yeah, I, was, I wasn't bothered by how fast he, got the info because i i almost read it maybe this is incorrect but i almost read it as he got the info about how to get into the city that's why he's now like recruiting his kids Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like almost like off screen before the movie started he got the info and the movie starts because he's like all right i got i got i got this intel i know how to get in there time to bring my kids home and that's where our movie starts that's kind of how i read it so i kind of wasn't bothered by it but i see what you're saying so then they're in prison and they meet the, the greatest character in the movie. <laughs> Not really, but but a great character, Trevor the Slattery, the actor. Who, who, yeah, what, what did you think of this? This, I, this is like your favorite character. I love this because everyone hates this twist in Iron Man 3 <laughs> and I think it's hilarious. I think it's so yeah. funny and I think he's so good as the guy. What's his name? Ben Kingsley is so good as Trevor. His name's Trevor. He's I know. so he's so funny that, and I don't I don't think he's as funny here as he is in Iron Man three. And maybe that's just because like it's not Shane Black, or maybe it's because the character's now sober, so he's not as funny. It's maybe he's funnier yeah. on drugs, but it's still I really enjoy this because like I feel like they didn't have to do this. Like when Wu talking about like there was some asshole who impersonated me a few years ago, you know, in Iron Man three. Yeah. I think he yeah. I think he says Iron Man three in the movie. He calls it out. Right. 
he goes to G- he he says to his kids over dinner he's like you guys see iron man 3 that guy's an <laughs> asshole that wasn't the real thing <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> he, at one point he gets up and puts a blu-ray in of iron man 3 and goes you seeing this shit <laughs> can you believe what they're doing <laughs> they're butchering my whole character so so I I think this I think it's so I think he's so funny that in in this I love that they bring him back they didn't have to do it they could have just had the one line at over dinner dinner but they bring him back because it's because he's fun um and then Trevor has has a companion named Morris who is like some weird fantasy creature that has no face mm-hmm. and it's unclear if Trevor named him Morris or if Morris told him hey my name is Morris but Trevor right. can talk to Morris of course which is never explained <laughs> no no it doesn't need to be <laughs> so why why would you do that that takes the fun out of it so morris is like i can get you to <laughs> trevor through morris is like hey i can get you to uh talo a couple days early mm-hmm. so they get there he, he, they meet their aunt uh ying uh, nan if i if i can interrupt again Go my ahead. only my only problem with the trevor cameo is like I just sort of hoped it would be a quick cameo and then we'd move on. Like when at first when like I realized like, Oh, he's going on this journey with them and he'll be there the rest of the movie. I was a little bit annoyed, but I, cause I like, I liked the fun cameo, but I was like, I don't want to see, I don't want this guy's jokes for the rest of the movie, but we were stuck with it. And it wasn't, it wasn't like it was that bad or took that much away from the movie. I was just like, I sort of just wish it was done quicker. Um, that's fair. I feel like the scene, where they first meet him, it takes a while to kind of explain what's going on. Yeah, but and then and then once they were like, okay, we're gonna take you, you we're gonna take this him with us. Uh, we're taking this guy in the car and everything. And I was like, oh, he's gonna be there the rest of the movie. Okay, un- unexpected, uh, yep. surprising, but fun because I do like the guy. But I, yeah, I I know what you mean, and I think they do a good job of kind of just letting him be in the background yeah. and not giving him too much to do. He's he's there because uh, it's fun, but he doesn't get in the way. I felt mm-hmm. like, yeah, maybe maybe a little bit when he first shows up, he's in the way, right? But um, yeah, I it think, wasn't that bad. But. Yeah, no, it was. They handled it pretty well. Um, so they get to Talo. They meet uh his mom Lee. Her sister is still there. Ying Nan, played by Michelle Yeoh, and she's like, "Here's what's going on." There was the soul-sucking demons, and they attacked the world, and they were going to blow everything up or kill everybody or something. I don't really follow this. But she's like, there's these soul-sucking demons, but but then our village was saved by a dragon that we just call the Great Protector. And the Great Protector sealed off the dark gate to the soul-suckers world. I don't think they're actually called soul-suckers. I'm just calling them that. That's um, a good name. And I thought it was called that. It's it's soul something. Um, soul consuming, maybe. I know. I think I think it's soul sucker because at the end, like the very last scene when they're at dinner, and Katie's like, "Oh, that soul sucker was a nasty bitch." I think that's what they say. <laughs> All right, so I'm right. Um, anyway, Ying Nan Michelle Yeoh explains, "Hey, uh, you know this whole thing your dad's going on about with this like." hearing his dead wife's voice this is just the the soul-sucking demons trying to get to him because the soul-sucking demons know 
that whoever's got these ten rings, they're powerful enough to get them out of there. They're just trying right. to break themselves free. Mm-hmm. So this is I feel like I've seen I feel like I've seen this sort of plot before in other sci fi fantasy movies where like someone has an object or uh, this is this is Lord of the Rings, right? Where whoever holds the ring hears voices and it calls to them and right? This is yeah. Lord of the Rings ish. Mm-hmm. So how fitting. Yeah, I guess yeah, Lord of the Rings the Lord of the Ten Rings. Anyway, Michelle Yeoh explains all this, and uh, Shang-Chi is like, my dad is totally not going to see it that way, and he's coming here in a few days, and he is going to whoop y'all asses. And they're like, all right, then we got to fight. And then they train. This was one of my favorite parts of the movie, honestly. It's just them like hanging out, talking about their culture, telling stories, learning how to fight. Learning about, you know, and at one point he's like, you know, the only person who could beat my dad was my mom. Teach me how she did it. I got to learn the old ways of doing things. I thought this stuff was all cool. Yeah. And that was the other dance-like fight scene, you know? Right. Which now that I think about it, he doesn't, I guess he does sort of do like a dance-type fight scene with his dad at the end, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so then the Ten Rings show up. Wenwu shows up. Um... And it immediately it goes into this huge fight scene, and I rolled my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I was just like, "Oh, here we go!" Like I'm like, I don't want to see a big fight scene. I want to see him fight his dad. That's what that movie's about. Him and his dad. That's mm-hmm. what I want to see. And to their credit, they very quickly realize that this is. They very quickly move on from the big fight scene. Yeah. And it's like the big fight scene breaks out. He punches a couple people and then he sees his dad headed down to the shore. And he's like, all right, that's OK. This is my job. Yeah. I, I like that the fight scene is sort of like in the background. Right. Well, well, when Wu is clearly has other priorities. Right. Um, let's see. Oh, and Katie learns how to how to shoot a bow and arrow. Maybe a little too yep. quickly. Honestly, a little bit. Um, and uh, she Ling. What's is that her name? Shai Ling. His sister? sister, yep. Um, yeah, maybe she's a badass. She's she's just training and everything. She's just beating people up. Um, and and yeah, this fight scene goes on too long because it's like, it, you know, it, the dad refuses to see. He, he refuses to believe that it's you know fake. He's like, nope, they're hiding her behind this door. I know these soul-sucking demons are coming out, but I don't care. I want to see my dead wife. Um, and then Shang Chi and Wen Wu father and son fight the and then the big demon comes out to play and then mm-hmm. sucks the father's soul and the father dies and then yeah that happened that it is it is the big demon that sucks this dad soul right yeah 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 see this is where i was like okay the dad's dead shang chi's now got the 10 rings this is the movie should be over now right <laughs> i feel like that was the grand finale but no mm-hmm. No, they have to keep going, and they and and now the great protector, the dragon who protects the village. Now the dragon and the demon and the soul sucking demon have to fight. And I just felt like this is a little too much. Just like like it it's too it's too much going on. Um, I kind of liked the smaller stakes of like father and son. Like let's just try to to not get the door open. But I guess when the movie's already teased, like, there's a big soul-sucking demon in there, and also we got this dragon, I guess you have to have the dragon fight the demon. Right. So, I don't know. I was a little bit like, can we wrap this up 
a little bit. Yeah, it's it's almost like the the dad's death should have happened later, you know? Like yeah. maybe like it was maybe he him and his dad teamed up in the end and helped defeat the thing, but in the process of it the the soul sucker killed him. That almost would have been just, cooler just, if if the dad realized yeah. like, "Oh, fuck, I was wrong. She's not here." And, you know, just looked at the camera and said, I've made a huge mistake. You know, like Joe Bluth yeah. style. Right. I've made a huge mistake. Because I've, I've everyone else you. in the movie teams up at this point. Well, that's the other thing is that the, the Ten Rings seem, again, a little too quick to, to totally change a lot, a, allegiance. <laughs> right. <laughs> but whatever. I get it. Um, they have cool dragon scale. Oh, yeah. Shang-Chi gets his, uh, uh, his cool dragon scale armor. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets his ten rings because his dad dies. Well, in in the while he's fighting his dad, he gets like half of the rings. What's right. what's the explanation for this? Is is he just like deemed worthy in the fight, and they start to come to him? Is that it? I feel like it wasn't really explained, and I'm I'm not bothered by that. I just I'm just curious. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, remember the beginning of the movie when um when Wu is fighting? I forgot the mom's name, Lee. I think um when the you know mom and dad are fighting she at one point kind of takes control of the rings yeah and then right. and then later when uh shang chi gets to talo and meets i'm just gonna keep calling her michelle yo um she's like here's how my sister your mom used to fight so she trains him how to do it and then i guess because he was then trained in the way that his mom used to fight somehow he knows how to do the right moves to manipulate the rings. And then there's also a little bit of Vin Diesel and the pacifier going on here where the dance or moves that mom taught him when he was a little boy uh, turn out to also kind of be the moves like, hey, here's the trick for how to kill your father, right? You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. A little bit of that going on. Um, spoilers for the pacifier starring Vin Diesel. I'm looking this up now. Michelle Yeoh was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Wait, really? That's what this is saying. I'm not sure that's right. But List of Michelle Yeoh performances. Let's see. Um, I mean, if the internet says that it has to be correct. Oh, yeah, well, like she she's... played Alita Ogord. Okay, so that's just a cameo. I say that like I even know who the fuck that character is. <laughs> not a big deal. Anyways, Vin Diesel. Yes, Vin Diesel. Um, yeah, so there's a little bit of that pacifier-type moment going on, which is kind of a fun callback, although I don't really remember his mom teaching him how to dance, but okay, I'll go with it. Mm-hmm. Maybe this, see, th- see, this is why this movie's not, like, blowing my mind, is because there's a few moments where I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make sense, but I'll go with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> which right. is not, does not make for a great movie, I don't think. It can still mm-hmm. be a good movie, it could still be a fun movie. Yeah, don't think it makes it a, a a super great movie. Not better than Endgame, that's for sure. No, no way. That's crazy. So anyway, they kill Dad. The dragon comes out to play. The dragon kills. By the way, I love the dragon. I love the dragon look. I, I yes, I'm, I'm always interested to see dragons in movies because I think they can look really cool. And this one definitely does look great. Yes, totally agree. It remind, reminded me totally of like the dragons in Breath of the Wild. Yes, um, yes, 100%. Yeah, so the, then the – well, no, the, the dragon and the soul sucker fight, and then it's Katie who delivers the final blow, right? 
to the yeah. to the soul sucker's neck. Yeah, somehow she shoots that air. You're laughing like you don't believe this. I mean, the dragon surprise. That all that I buy. That's real. Yeah. That's realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shooting an arrow? No. No, no I way. agree. She just learned how to do this, you know, two and a half days ago. But okay. Well, whatever. Um and then uh I'm just I'm just re- I'm reading the pl- synopsis. Shang Chi like kicks him down and destroys him somehow, something like that. Right. Uh, they battle the Dweller in Darkness, which is ultimately killed. Shang-Chi and Katie return to San Francisco, where they are summoned by the sorcerer Wong to accompany him to the Sanctum Sanctor- Sanctorum. I, I also, I did think the Soul Sucker, like, maybe not, I mean, the the big one was cool, but I thought the little, like, mini Soul Suckers were really neat, and how they just, like, grab people <laughs> and suck their souls out and just drop their lifeless body. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um... Although I kind of, I almost thought like, yeah, I, I was thinking about it during the movie. Like, you know, the soul suckers in Harry Potter are kind of cooler though, in the sense oh, yeah. that, um, you know, the soul suckers in this movie, once they suck your soul, uh, they kill you. Whereas in Harry mm-hmm. Potter, they suck out your soul, and but you're still alive. You're just like a nothing. Yeah. You're like a shell. Yeah. Um, much yeah, like scary. how I am now in my day to day life. Just exactly. nothing blank and just going through the motions. <laughs> Not really. Um, Boy, man. But yeah, so then Wong shows up and he's like, you got to come with me because you're, you're magic. I'm magic. We got to team up. Um, right. That's which how is, it goes. Which is very cool that he's like that Wong has become like the Nick Fury of magic people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. For, that's He deserves more in this franchise. He's, he's the Nick Fury of magicians. Yep. Um. And then we get the mid credit scene where they talk to Bruce Banner and Carol Danvers, and they're like, the Ten Rings are emitting this signal. And they're like, first of all, they're they're like, this is crazy. We're, we're talking with, we're hanging out with Avengers. Yeah. And they're like, what does the signal mean? We're like, we don't know, but we're going to find uh, out. And, and that's, it's also like, why is Carol Danvers here? <laughs> well, you're right, but who cares? It's fun. Exactly. <laughs> and um, it's not Smart Hulk. And it's not Smart Hulk. It's just regular Bruce Hulk. Banner. <laughs> well, it's not even Hulk. Yeah, because at first, I mean, like, at first I heard that voice because they don't show him right away. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like Benedict Cumberbatch. Who is this? And then they show it's <laughs> him. And I'm like, oh, very clever. Glad, glad he's still around. Yeah, I think I think he'll be, he'll stick around for a while. He'll, he'll be, at least be in the She-Hulk show. Yeah. Um. And then in the post credit scene. Well, hold on, hold on. Do you have do you have thoughts on this? Ten rings are emitting some signal. I didn't really think about it too much. Again, I wasn't really in that mindset. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the whole point of the after credits is you to think about what's coming next. Okay, so what do you think it is? Well, I, the only reason I say this <laughs> is because the Eternals trailer came on while I was in the theater. Oh, right. In the Eternals trailer says something about like it's happening now. Like we just got a signal that something's happening now, and now we have to become the the Eternals. Hmm. So that I, that that's the only thing I could think to connect it to. And I, I don't. I do not think that Shang Chi is in this movie. Isn't that movie? But I don't know. That's what. That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Could be that was the first time I'd seen the Eternals trailer. I think. Yeah. Or at least like cool. the, the newer one where they were, they reveal more plot stuff. 
Yeah. That movie looks cool. Um, yeah, so then in the post credit scene, Shai Ling becomes the new leader of the Ten Rings. So she's like, I'm taking over after Dad is gone. I'm the boss now. Yeah. And I looked it up afterwards. The woman who plays Shai Ling is... Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not great with these names. Um, Meng, Mengzer, Meng, Menger, Zhang. And I looked her up. I'm like, because I thought she was really good in this. Right? Mm. I looked her up. She's never been in a movie before. Really? This wow. is her first movie ever. That's surprising. She's a theater actor. And mm. apparently, um, she had to like be trained and i think i think i saw like on wikipedia or something that like um she actually like spoke to ben kingsley like on set about like the difference between stage acting and like movie acting and like how to act for the camera as opposed to for an audience and like how do you play to that how do you stand and how do you like how do you deal with the camera being so close to you and being around you and like it's a different type of acting and she yeah. had to like learn on set like a new way of acting for the for the camera instead of for a, a, an audience in, in a stage production. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool that they they got someone from from uh, the stage and and brought them to movies because it's like well yeah, that is neat. they're they're good. So no, I thought, thought that was really cool, really cool. So should probably also mention that um, the dad Wang Wu is sort of an original character. Mm-hmm. to the MCU because in the comics Shang-Chi's father is Fu Manchu which is like a com- completely racist stereotype <laughs> and they're like maybe yeah, we should really. just avoid that completely <laughs> so very cool and, that they came I up mean, with that I mean he's the the guy Tony Leung I think that's how you pronounce it he's he's been in like so many uh, foreign Asian movies, and I thought I thought he was the star of the show for this one. I thought he what, did a great performance. And yeah, he was he was I, I very just, good. Him as I don't I don't want to call him the Mandarin because I don't know if that's not really what he is, but him as that character was just really badass, really powerful, and I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, he says like I've had I've had many names, you know. But the point is, I'm the guy behind the ten rings. I'm the yeah. That's me. <laughs> yeah, no, really love that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like I got most of my thoughts out. That's that's why I kind of like walking through the the plot real quick because yeah, we just me remember we, what happened. And also, like we we just stop at each part and talk about each part of it. So exactly, kinda, I kind of like doing that. Walk through the style. plot. Yeah, I think it works. I think it works. So. Yeah, this movie did really well uh, at the box office. It's just like the biggest yeah, opening of the pandemic, well. right? It's it's a Labor Day weekend record. And, and in the middle of a pandemic, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, really. Which shows that um, people will go to the movies for Marvel, even to, right. to risk their health. <laughs> yep, for good reason. I don't know. Did you did you have feelings about that? I was really annoyed about this not being on Disney Plus, but I don't know if you care. Yeah, I mean, I was slightly bothered, I guess, but not something I really thought about. I don't know. I just thought like cases are worse in the U.S. now than they were when Black Widow came out. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, I mean, and and the whole world is struggling with the with this Delta variant thing, and I'm just like, you know, I I I get that you didn't want to have another Scarlett Johansson thing. I get that you didn't want to have to renegotiate contracts, but I don't know. It just, I don't know. It it kind it kind of annoyed me because it's like, it's like, okay, you guys are just gonna do this for the money because you don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't know. It was the wrong move. I mean, I kind of think so. I kind of wish I didn't have to worry about, you know, oh, when can, what time should I go so nobody's there? And yeah, I just wish I didn't have to worry about that. I wish I could have just watched this at home. Because again, it's not right. like this was a mind blowing movie. I would have been fine right. to watch this at home. I mean, yeah, definitely. I don't know. So that kind of annoyed me. But I, I, I guess, I mean, you and I kind of talked about this privately off the air, but like, I think a lot of, People and companies have just kind of gotten to the point where they're like, I guess we'll just live with the pandemic and pretend like it's over and hopefully we still keep right. making money because yeah. I'm I, because everyone is just like, I'm kind of sick of it. I'm kind of over it. And I'm like, yeah, well, you might be over COVID, but COVID's not over you. Like people are still dying. <laughs> right, right. You know, uh, you know, but, uh, but, you know, I, I guess, you know, big companies are like, all right. A year, eighteen months of delaying stuff. I'm bored now. We've had, we've had enough. We've had enough. Let's let's go back to making tons of money, no no matter the cost. So, <laughs> and who knows? Maybe maybe everyone did it safely. Maybe maybe because people aren't talking and yelling in a theater, and maybe you know, maybe people are mostly wearing masks. Maybe it's not that bad. But right, yeah, it's hard hard to imagine there were many like sold out shows like like night one of Endgame or Infinity War. Right, I don't. I don't think there's too many of those happening. I mean, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Well, I'll, I'll be interested to see what the total box office is like in a couple of weeks. I think all these like big superhero blockbuster movies, they all make like ninety eight percent of their money in the first two weeks anyway. Right. You know, that's why. That's why even Disney's like, yeah, we're going from. We used to release movies. In theaters, and then 90 days later, they would go to streaming or Blu-ray or whatever. And now they're like, 45 days. We're cut it in half, only forty, only 45 days now. You know? Right. Yeah, we don't need um, to wait anymore. And they were like, well, this is sort of an experiment. We're not sure how we're, if this is going to work, how we're going to do this. We're, we want to – and I'm like, you guys know you're making 98% of your money in the first two weeks anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, you know <laughs> – what, what's the extra 45 days doing for you? 45 days yeah. is plenty – you could have mm-hmm. it be a month that people would be fine. You still oh, make ninety five percent of your money, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I briefly, briefly considered like I actually looked at the calendar. I'm like, this movie will come to Disney Plus before even the Eternals comes out, yeah. and I briefly considered like, should I wait? But then everybody was talking about it, and I'm like, well, I hate to be out of the loop. <laughs> right? Yeah. This this movie has generated quite the buzz online. Mm-hmm. Mostly positive, though. People like it. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. But Vince saying it's better than Endgame, I have no idea what he's talking about. No, he's out of his mind. That's mostly what fueled me to go see the movie. Is, is <laughs> I know. He, I was, know. he was like, dude, I'm telling you, it's better than Endgame. And I was like so angry about it. I was like, I have now I have to go see it immediately. Yeah. Because I, I, I want to know how wrong he is. <laughs> yeah. And I think he's serious, too, which is the crazy part. Yeah, he's out of his mind. But what else is new? 